everybody, and welcome to the Film Effect Podcast. I am Dan. And I'm Jacob. And today we are doing a very special episode, an episode about something very near and dear to all of our hearts. Absolutely. It is Star Wars Episode 4 today. Um, that being said, as Jacob put it earlier, you can't talk about one Star Wars movie without talking about them all. So this might just turn into a Star Wars The Movies podcast. Right, yeah. And I was thinking about that in my preparation, because I was like, wow, it's, you know, when you watch Luke in the first one, and where he ends up in, in 6, I'm like, oh, wait, that's going to have me talking about 6. And then everything I did after that had me going to 5, or to 6, or sometimes even to the prequels. Mm-hmm. Like, I threw up my hands. Like, There's no way for, a, I don't think, for a true Star Wars fan, fanatic, to sit down for an hour and just talk about one of the films without bleeding into the next. That being said, you can pretty much guarantee that we will definitely be talking about 4, 5, 6, and 7, and we might talk about 1, 2, and 3, um, just because we all know how we feel about episodes 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> um, but let's start with 4. It's the beginning. It's going to be the focus. It is the first movie in the series. It was originally titled Star Wars. It was not Star Wars A New Hope. Um... So what what do you think? Oh yeah, um, you know I'm, I'm gonna say this out right too. Um, there's spoilers. Spoiler warning: This movie's forty oh, years old. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so these movies are are old. You know what I'm saying? If you haven't seen Star Wars Episode Seven yet, if you haven't seen Rogue Squadron yet, you know, like go out and see them. We're talking about them. Sorry, it's yeah. happening. Um, so, Jacob, what what do you think about Star Wars Episode Four? Oh my! One of my well, I love it because it was the first of my favorite saga, I think I can say that. I mean, what other yeah. sagas are really competing? Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got Lord of the Rings. Hey, here's the thing See, about... is Lord of the Rings a saga well, or a trilogy? A... Yeah, it's a trilogy. Yeah, That's yeah, fair. You know, because I was thinking about The Matrix 2, and I was like, wait, no. Matrix is like a trilogy. Yeah. You know, it's just the if, three. If we're talking about a series of movies, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings are really the only two that stand up. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Uh, through time. Like, I was going to say, they can... They can stand the test of time like no other. Right, exactly. I mean, sure, we've got our, our Bourne movies. We've got The Matrix. We've got uh, Mission Impossibles. But none of them throughout history, I think, will age. It's weird to say this. Will age as well as Star Wars. Like, Star Wars is never going to die. Well, yeah, I didn't even see the last two Mission Impossibles. Right, exactly, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> or, or Bournes. I've, I've only seen two of the Bourne movies, but I hate, I hate Matt Damon. Yeah, right. <laughs> Matt <So>. Damon. <laughs> yeah, you cannot expect a lot of Matt Damon podcast reviews from us. Yeah, We're just not going to watch them. That is for sure. Um, that being said, episode four is my second favorite Star Wars movie. Um, right after episode five and right before episode six... Um, it is the movie that really, I think, it rocketed the entire cast into stardom. Um, it is one of the most successful movies of all time, not just financially, but, you know, uh, critics loved it. Um, it did so much for the industry at the time. It, it defined sci-fi. I was going to say, it put sci-fi on the map. It did. Before that, sci-fi was B-movies. Yeah, definitely for sure. Um... And television, sci-fi television was not anything. Like, now we've got... There's a Star Trek show again. Yeah, I right. Saw exactly. that. Yeah. I haven't checked it out. I'm, yeah. I'm behind on my shows. Um, but They this... got a new Star Trek show. Have you looked into it at all? I have. I've seen it. I Is it good? The first episode. I liked it. It doesn't... It's not anything compared to uh Like the Enterprise. old Star Trek yeah. shows, yeah. Uh, captain Picard, my favorite captain. <laughs> um... 
it's just, you know, we, we wouldn't be where we are, I think, in cinema without this movie. You know, we wouldn't have Harrison Ford like we do. Um, Mark Hamill wouldn't have gotten into everything he did. We wouldn't have Mark Hamill as the Joker. Right. You know, we wouldn't have Mark Hamill doing all the weird stuff he does in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> Carrie Fisher, rest in peace. It She is a star because of Star Wars. Right. Um, and, of course, George Lucas's legacy. As tainted as it is from episodes one, two, and three, he I think he will always... In you know, in light of the fans, he he will always be loved, and he has a place in Hollywood forever. Yeah. Um, I'm talking a lot, Jacob. What do you think of Star Wars, just in general, just Star Wars? Just Star Wars. Yeah, let's like, just, like let's just said, talk about Star Wars. I could call it my favorite story of all time. I I love Star Wars. It's uh, one of the first films I fell in love with. I remember being a child uh, and uh, watching it on TV. And seeing R2-D2 and well, I'm being like, oh, listen at this little neat drawer. Right. He talks and beeps. And that's all I needed. And I was sucked in from, mm-hmm. the, from that first scene. And I ended up watching the whole marathon. Next thing you know, I'm jumping up and down wanting the, the VHS tapes. <laughs> and I'm dating myself a little bit. I was before the prequels. Yeah. So I fell in love with the original trilogy when it was nothing but the original trilogy. The remastered version hadn't even come out the uh yeah. limited edition yeah, yeah. when sean hot first when yeah sean. yeah <laughs> <When> sean <laughs> yeah yeah when yeah. han shot first that's yeah. that's what i was watching we had to make a special trip to uh east gate which is about 30 minutes 40 minutes from where i live to go get a lightsaber for me at the toy store mm-hmm. there because they weren't as abundant as they are right now yeah that's for sure but and then uh man my brother and i we did so many lightsaber battles oh, yeah. out in the yard. We are that's what our make believe was for the rest of our child career it was always some form of Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. So we were constantly sword fighting, which is why my nerd flag's gonna fly here in a minute. I still do. <laughs> yeah, it I translated into into modern day still. I know uh I've been invited to your guys's LARPing. We have stuff. LARPing events. And we're man, actually I w- just started planning another one for uh, the winter. I want to go. Maybe in February. We sh- you know, like, I know this is, you know, it's still opening for the podcast. We can talk a little bit, you know, about our lives. <laughs> I still want to do that, uh, that, did I ever tell you about the Horror Night in the Woods game? I don't think so. So you set up a bunch of, like, generators throughout and attach lights to them. One person is a monster, and everyone else is just a regular camper, and the goal is for the monster to grab everyone. And the goal of the campers is to turn all the generators on. Oh, that's yeah. pretty neat. Yeah, I so gotcha. I think that'd be a blast to do. Um, sorry, we jumped, jumped, that's my fault. I, uh, that's fine. That being said, um, yeah, I remember watching Star Wars episode four, five, and six with my dad. Um, and my dad's one of the closest people to me. So like, you know, that Star Wars like solidified my relationship with my dad. And then Star Wars episode one was the first movie I think I saw in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, we were young. We were pretty young when I was pretty young when episode one came out. When was that? That was ninety nine. See, I think I was in like first grade when one came out. Yes, I, yeah, I think I believe it was, so was ninety nine. So that was probably the year before kindergarten for me. I was like first, or maybe it was. Seems like first or second grade. Something maybe. like that. Um, but yeah, it was you know like and that like so Star Wars has really been everything for me in terms of you know growing up. Like I had a lightsaber. I used to fight with my brother and my mm. older brothers, and I would always get force choked, of course, because I was. The younger one when it came to my older brothers. Um, but, you know, like, it's just, it's such a, you know, like, everyone knows what Star Wars is. Even if you've never seen the movies, right. you right. know what it is. And it's, 
the thing I love about it is we were able to enjoy it as children, watching all these cool action scenes and all the bright colors and explosions. And then you get older, and it's still good because there's an, actually a really good story there mm -hmm. that follows mythology, basically. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, have you ever read any Joseph Campbell? Yes, I have. I love Joseph oh, Campbell. Oh, he's amazing. The Hero of a Thousand Faces. Mm -hmm. I was reading it, and it was talking about how like every major myth has a hero, and the heroes always follow the same pattern mm -hmm. on their journey. And as I was reading it, I was constantly thinking about Luke. Yeah. Like that's our myth yeah. that that we grew up, you know. But mm -hmm. you know the the Greeks they had the Iliad and the Odyssey and whatnot. Right, and then right, you right. skip forward, and we're sitting here with uh, Star Wars. That's we our modern myth. I think it's fantastic because it really transcends age and gender. Mm -hmm. um, you can be anyone and love Star Wars. Um, the writing is always phenomenal. Um, and, you know, even. Even the prequels, I won't, like, crap on the writing. I might not like how it went, but I will not say that it's bad. You know what I mean? Um, I yep. think, you know, like, it was just so well written. Qui-Gon in episode one. the best, One of the best characters in the entire series. You know what I mean? Obi-Wan was written so well in episode one and two. Um, and three, for that matter. Um, and I think it's just, like, we look, if you look at Star Wars as a whole... It's exactly like you said. It's one of the greatest stories ever told. Yeah. So. Even when sometimes the dialogue's not the greatest, I hear <laughs> when people go at the or the uh, prequels, it's always the CGI, which I can't argue about the CGI. Mm -hmm. But then there's always the dialogue, and I can't really argue about the dialogue in some scenes either. But um, overall, I mean, they're still good movies. I mean, I was entertained. And Child Me loved it. Like you, like you said, when we actually got to go to the theaters and see right, right. one of them, mind-blowing. And here's the thing about it, like, I, I still marathon them. Yeah, oh yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't I don't sit down and watch Star Wars and only watch 4, 5, 6, 7. I sit down and I, I watch Star Wars and I watch 1 through 7. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what, Amer that's what I do. Like, even if I don't <clears> like them, there's something about them that I have to sit down and be like, all right, it's time to watch Star Wars, and I watch it all. Just like Lord of the Rings, you wouldn't skip a Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, no. So, like, no. regardless of how everyone, nobody, I, like, everyone seems to dislike the tw the Two Towers for some reason. Really? Yeah, or is it the Two Towers, or is it the last one? I don't know. I, I like, hear a lot of people hate on the Fellowship, and I'm like, what? Well, I love, that's, that's my favorite my, one. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite. Uh, the Shire, I want to be a Hobbit. Here's the, here, I watched the extended edition, like, that's, re like, religiously. I forget like what's what the, the regular one is. yeah <laughs> ever since they came out i've owned them that's all i've watched yeah which is rough because what they're like three and a half hours like each four, four hours, hours each. Yeah. yeah yeah but i mean like you gotta do it if you have them it's like so much more oh yeah you know oh, yeah. it's almost like reading the book but more that's another thing about lord of the rings is there are very few movies that i like better than the book mm -hmm. i liked those movies better than the books yeah and here's the thing about Lord of the Rings is like, it does CGI well. Oh yeah. Like the CGI that's in it, it doesn't look bad. Unlike unlike Star Wars episodes one and two, like the CGI in, in Lord of the Rings is spot on. Well, in Lord of the Rings, but in the Hobbit. Let's not talk about the Hobbit. Oh yeah. No, no like. <laughs> like I was disappointed. I mean, people get heated like that over the prequels, like our our friend Cody. 
Mm-hmm. He likes to play around and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't acknowledge these things you call prequels. Right. right. Yeah, he tries to just like push them out of his mind. Right. I'm not in- like that. I like the prequels. Um, are they as good as the original trilogy? No. No. But I do like the prequels. I'm actually going home probably to watch them after this. Yeah. Because I just watched the original trilogy again, and now it's, like time, you were saying, now it's time, it's time to, watch. to watch the prequels. Yeah. But uh, The Hobbit, I'm like that. I watched the first two, and I didn't even watch the third one. I don't want to. See, I try I, to forget that they exist. I watched all of them. Here's the th- Okay, let's talk about The Hobbit real quick. You cannot cram one book into three movies. Yeah. That's... Like, they should have done one movie. Because the casting was so right in that movie. Like, I loved the casting. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just like, trying to spread so much of it. Why was Legolas in it? Why yes. was that weird love triangle in it? Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, it was just, I did not like it. <sighs> There's so many things wrong. We could yeah. do a whole other podcast on what's wrong with The Hobbit. <laughs> we will. We will. <laughs> one day we probably <laughs> should. That means I'd have to watch that third one. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, Take it one for the team. But back to uh, Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about some fun facts about Episode 4. While well, I've, I've got... Guys, I'm using Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> so here's here's some fun facts about Star Wars Episode 4. Um, George Lucas did, originally did not want to hire Harrison Ford. Everyone knows that. Um, but little did you know that George actually had Harrison read lines with Kurt Russell... Um, Nick Nolte, Sylvester Stallone, Bill Murray, Christopher Walken, Burt Reynolds, Jack Nicholson, Al Pacino, Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, Billy D. Williams, also known as Lando Colors, that one. Um, <laughs> Lando. Yeah, Lando, exactly. Um, he Like, all of these, like, certified actors, Al Pacino, you know. <laughs> Can you imagine if Christopher Walken was in it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would not I, who be. Who was he tried out for? Han. Is that Han? Yeah. She's too fast for you, <laughs> old man. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't. I just couldn't imagine like a Burt Reynolds, like Han Solo <laughs> chewing his gum. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Han Solo. And uh, I love you. I uh, I know. <laughs> Even I get bored sometimes, Jabba. Yeah. Don't ever tell me the odds. Uh, yeah. No. Like I, it's that blew my mind. Wow. Um, Carrie Fisher was. Promised the role of Leia only if she lost 10 pounds. Really? Surprising no one because George Lucas likes his women. Um, <laughs> as we all do, you know. Um, Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan, of course. Um, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. Daniels didn't even want to be C-3PO from what I read in the different interview. And I heard he was not going to be the voice, but he, you know, did the voice anyways. He said the lines to keep everything on cue. Right. And then when they were in the editing process, they were like, this is great. Why don't we just keep, like, we just, we all fell in love with it. So we just asked him to come in and do it again in some areas where, because the suit was loud. But they just, they kept him. They, they liked yeah. what they had with him. Plus I, uh, his movements, you know, were already on point with the voice because he was doing He the, was the one doing yeah. it, yeah. I, uh, when, um, when George Lucas was looking for an actor for Luke, he hired Mark Mark Hamill um, because Mark Hamill didn't have a lot of experience. So he figured that Mold he could him. exactly build him into an actor, which he did a fantastic job because now we all know Mark Hamill is like a big movie star. Right. You know what I mean? Um, 
Another fun fact about Harrison Ford was that he was actually in American Graffiti. Yep. Um, which George Lucas also directed mm-hmm. and filmed. So we all know that Harrison is George's like go-to guy. Yeah. He's in a lot of everything. He's been in all the Indiana Jones, all three of the Indiana Jones movies. Um, <laughs> and the fourth <laughs> one's on its way. Um, but yeah, just some, some fun facts. How did they do in the box office? Jacob, oh. my friend. Oh, the box office. Well, it's one of the best ever in the box office, mm-hmm. if that says anything. Let's see here. It says gross for just the USA is $322,740,000. Wow. And now the cumulative world gross as of 2011 is $775,398,000. That is so much. When you consider how much it costs, it cost them $13 million to make this. And they didn't even want to give them that. They, when they went to the studio and asked for money, they said, we need $13 million, and they said, no way. Yep. The, we cannot, 10 is your limit. We could not give you anything more than that. So they went back to them the next day with a figure of $9,999,000. And they worked with it, but of course, they needed to go back and ask for more money. And at that point, the project was so close to being done, they just went ahead and gave it to them. Mm-hmm. But you have to kind of understand at the same time the studio was like that because they never heard anything like this before. Yeah. Also, Can you imagine all these old executives sitting in this room who just, you know, they're just now like really getting used to color. <laughs> and right. uh, you got this guy coming in, I want to do a space opera. Like, what? Also, let's let's talk about how George Lucas wasn't really even a defined director yet. Um, he, had, had, he had had American Graffiti and I think he had a couple other um, directorial credits. But before this, he had no real big box office boom. Yeah. I don't think American Graffiti did that well. I don't think so either. It's one uh, of them that like, I only heard of because of Star Wars trivia. <laughs> you know? right, yeah, exactly. I've seen it, and it's okay. Like I, It's one of those movies where I, I watched it because Harrison Ford was in it. Yeah, and, and George Lucas did Dur- it. Yeah, and right. You're like watching it because of your Star Wars roots. Right, ex- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like you know, like you know, for them to even give him the money at all is something that's fantastic. And... Like they essentially made seven hundred seventy-five million dollars for nothing, you know what I mean? Like take what's yeah, take thirteen million off of that. Congratulations, you made right seven hundred fifty million dollars. And the the thing, the other crazy thing about it is that George took way less money than he could have when he signed on, so that he could get all the merchandising rights, mm-hmm. which at that time was just crazy. It was they, unheard of. Yeah, they were like, Lucas, are you feeling all right, man? Yeah. You okay, George? And now, wow, here's changed the industry for toy making. Here's the thing. We all know, I think we all know this. George Lucas literally made the sequels of Star Wars with the idea to sell more toys. Yeah. That's why he that's why he invented the uh the little bears that I can't remember. The Ewoks. The Ewoks. That's why he made the Ewoks. That's why That's why Han Solo didn't get killed in the sixth one. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Ford said he was really pushing for it in the sixth one because he felt like they'd fluffed it up too much, like with the Ewoks and whatnot. And he said it'll ground it if you kill Han in this intense, you know, shootout mm-hmm. scene. That'll also bring everybody back to Earth. Like, oh, this is right. this is real. Like the heroes are actually dying. This right. is not just fun like we thought it was. Mm-hmm. And Lucas looked at him and said, "I don't think dead Han Solo toys are going to sell very yep. well." I, uh, you know. There is definitely a greedy side to George Lucas. I think we all know that. Yeah. Um, essentially, though, Star Wars is a money magnet. Yeah. And the reason Star Wars films are being made today is for money. 
Of course, I'm not saying, like, the directors and the actors that are in Star Wars love Star Wars. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's why they do it. But the companies that are producing them, if, you know, Star Wars wasn't making money, Disney wouldn't have bought Star Wars. Oh, hell no. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's like a fact. Like, we gotta look at it realistically. Um, Star Wars paved paved the way for sci-fi and cinema. Um, I think we talked about how sci-fi was B-movie stuff. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so once again, you're the executive sitting in that room. All sci-fi movies have been B-movies, and someone comes in with this new idea that, because, you know, it wasn't George going in and asking for the money himself. They, right. they were sending people back there to ask for more money while right. they were working on the project. And you can just imagine this person being charged to go into a room and tell all these old guys to get out their pocketbooks for something you yourself don't even completely understand. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's crazy how well it sold. And then, you know, there's the age-old question, is Star Wars a sci-fi or is it a fantasy? Because it's got all of the makings of a great fantasy. It's got sword dueling, wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got, you know, you could essentially bow and arrows, you know what I mean? It, it really is like a fantasy. It's a bow caster, yeah. It's, it's really a fantasy put into in a, a sci-fi, a sci-fi yeah. world and i think that's why it sold so well is because like the world at that time i think in the 70s like dungeons and dragons was huge you mm. know what i mean um people were reading lord of the rings people were reading you know the hobbit like it was like a big thing to be a fantasy and for a, a sci-fi movie to come out and like make as much money as it did like why would that happen because it, it's written like a fantasy movie it's written like it's a fantasy story because it is essentially it's just it's spiced up into a sci-fi you know, I love sci-fi. Like this is the this is the reason I love sci-fi. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like this movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. And you know, it's such a great scheme. They'll be like, let's let's take fantasy, put it in sci-fi, mm-hmm. this whole new concept, but the story is going to go back to the roots of story making. Yeah. With, with classic myths. What and you know like, what's his name? Joseph, literally says that every great story is told in this manner. And some of his other books, and like if you look at it, that's true. That's how it is and in the it Matrix. It follows it almost to the T. Yeah, yeah, in the yep. Matrix. There's, um, there's plenty of examples. Even Lord of the Rings. You're yeah, talking especially about. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Um, even like even like Game of Thrones follows that that plot structure very well. Um, if you think about it, I know you're giving me this look. Like, <laughs> I'm so. trying to. But I mean, like it's like it's like. There's like a you know like a specific plot structure that's laid out, and if you get over the goriness and the death and how how many bad characters there are, mm-hmm. we still have Jon Snow. Jon Snow. Okay, so you're. I was going to say because these myths all have the hero. Jon. It's Jon Snow. The hero that's like the the centerpiece of it, and uh, sometimes you you know you branch off and you get multiple heroes, but there's always the one mm-hmm. main hero. Like Luke, is the hero right, of exactly. Star Wars. Right. And. Uh, yeah, Game of Thrones. That's that's the one where I'm like struggling to figure. I'm trying to think like who's our hero though. But yeah, I guess Jon Snow. Yeah, would, would probably be the one. So and you know it's all gonna come back to him. Like that's that's who the series is really based around. Well, you you don't know that with Game of Thrones though. That's the crazy thing about Game of Thrones. They can just chop his head off next season. <laughs> then um, again, you know it's become such fan fiction. If I, yeah, I'm not going to get into that. I, we could have a whole other podcast on Game of Thrones, too. I love Game of I'm Thrones. I'm sure we will after I watch it all. Um, oh, yeah. You still haven't seen it all yet? I've, I'm up to season three now. Season three? Yeah, so okay. I'm getting my way through it slowly. Um, that being said, 
let's talk about the story beats in Star Wars Episode Four. Um, for those of you that haven't seen Star Wars Episode Four or any other Star Wars movie, our hero Luke is the. I don't even know how to tell. It's hard to to start telling Star Wars without like me wanting to draw it out. I know, yeah, there's no like quick little wrap-up for Star Wars, quick little summary. Luke is a farm boy on yep. the planet Tatooine. And essentially, he learns that he has the ability to control the Force, almost. He runs into a... The wise wizard. Yes, a, a Jedi by the name of Old Ben Kenobi. Um, who we later know as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And essentially, Old Ben decides to teach him the ways of the Force. Um, and it really... The first movie, almost, is is like touching. You know what I mean? We meet all of our characters and we learn... We be, we become... We, we love them. You know what I mean? We become friends with these characters. Um, we've got the dashing rogue, Han Solo. The, the kind of a dick princess. Um, and Princess Leia. We've got... Well, she's like the came from a privileged yeah but place you yeah. know and she's super smart i believe when i heard lucas doing the the voiceover commentary he was saying how she is supposed to have like graduated with her doctorate's degree i believe like that 16 or something yeah. like that 16 18 that. and she's not willing she's willing to do, take things into her own hands oh yeah and she do can it. get in the face darth vader is supposed to be one of the most feared people in the galaxy and when she first meets him, she just starts giving it to him. Just yeah. not, not scared at all. She's very strong-minded, very smart, willful person. That is for sure. And um, she essentially... Sorry. Um, so we've got all these great characters, this cast of characters that we love. Um, oh, and Chewbacca, of course. Chewbacca. Yeah, don't forget Chewie. Um, R2-D2, C-3PO. Yeah. Who are... In a way, the main characters—they're—they're they're the the vessels to which the story is told. Yeah, they're from. in every every movie. Yeah, the only characters. The only character. Every single movie. No, Obi Wan's in every single movie. Was he in seven? His voice was. Oh, oh, his voice was okay. Yeah. Obi Wan and Anakin. If you count voice, then yeah, yeah. So, that's, I, I can see where you're coming from, mm. though. Like not physically. Yeah, they're the only characters you see. In every film, <laughs> um, that makes me. Th I yeah. love episode seven where C three PO is like, "What is it, <sighs> Master Han? <laughs> you might not have recognized me. It's C three PO. You might not have recognized me because of my red arm." Yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh my gosh, the writing is so spot on for it. Anyhow, we 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 learn these. We get to this cast of characters, and essentially they are like rebels fighting against the Empire that is trying to take over the entire galaxy. Um, and that Empire, of course, is led by... Darth Vader. There we go. Darth Vader and the Emperor Palpatine. Um, and they are Sith. And here I am explaining to you a story that's been known widely <laughs> for 40 years. And I'm, I'm not going to tell you what uh, any more about it, because we all know it. Well, back to the characters. One Another... Classic story, uh, oh, what's the word? A tactic strategy is to put characters together that have no business being together. And Han Solo and Luke are two people who would never have hung out on their own before. Mm -hmm. But you put the two together, 
and it's so interesting to watch them together, yeah. to watch them feed off each other and interact. Yeah, it's a band of misfits. They all are because, you know, Leia and Luke have no reason to be together unless you count the fact that they're brother and sister. Um, and Leia and Han definitely have no reason to be together. Leia is royalty. Yep. And Han is just a smuggler. Yep. Um, and then we've got Chewbacca, Chewie, and he is the only <laughs> the reason ageless Chewie. The only reason he's in the group is because he's loyal to Han. Um, we've got Obi Wan. No one has any beef with him, do they? Except for Leia at the the one scene. Uh, yeah, Get this walking carpet out of my way. Yeah, that's Learned the only... that everyone loves Chewie. Like yeah. no one really has much against Chewie. He's a, he... I guess he did choke Finn. Finn might not be a huge fan. But then they fly off in the Millennium Falcon. Wait, no, they don't because I'm, I'm struggling to remember seven now. Does Ray take the Falcon? Or but they're all Finn? on the they're all on the ship. Remember? So they just drop Ray off there with Luke at the end. Yeah. No, no, yeah, no. Ray takes the Falcon. See, that's what I was yeah. thinking. I thought you were talking about the beginning when they steal the Falcon. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah they're they're both in it then. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. At the end of seven, Ray and Chewie go. I believe. Okay, so I wonder what Chewie's doing during all this training. Probably just chilling. He's he's learning as well. Yeah, you think so? Well, I'm, how else is he that old? Without because yeah, he is in episode three. Yeah. Oh, he is in yeah. episode three. He helps you to escape. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, wow, man, you age so well. But I mean, like, that's go, like Yoda go, aging. Going into my like really deep Star Wars like lore, like like Wookies do live. A long Do time. they? Yeah. So that, that's always been my thing. Is like I don't know the age or the the life expectancy for a Wookiee. So right. I'm not I mean that's fair. Like really poke at it too much. If I was gonna, I was gonna poke at one thing you're talking about earlier though. Um, ben Kenobi. Yeah. Who is Obi Wan Kenobi? Yeah. What an alias. Ben. To pick. Yeah. But keep your last name. Right. You're I, like no no no. I'm George Bice. Well, totally just, different uh, person. No relation. I also just love Old Ben, Obi-Wan. Old Ben, o like if you said them really fast, people would just be like, wait a second. Old Ben. Yeah, Obi. That, that's pretty close. Um, yeah, it's, it's like, don't feel bad about not knowing the lore. You were out having sex and I was reading about Star Wars. so <laughs> <laughs> um, That's just the way it is. Um, yeah, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> Um, anyway, four leads into five. Oh, that one. Five leads into six, six leads into seven, and then we've got one, two, and three, which lead into a rogue, rogue one. Oh, you know what? While, while we're talking about the, the, the spinoffs, have you heard that they casted Han Solo? I have the not. New... Yes. He is a young actor. Let me find him. Is he the one that was, like, doing Harrison Ford impersonations a while back? I don't remember. Let me find him. I know he'll probably be on IMDb. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I imagine so. Alden Einreich. Einreich. Sounds German. Einreich. Can you see it? Can you see him as a young solo? I guess I'm going to have to. Yeah. You have, <laughs> you have no real truth. He was in Beautiful Creatures. Oh, yeah. Um... Apparently, he's a really good actor. He doesn't have a lot of acting credits, so it gives the the director, whose name I forget right now, kind of an ability to um, mold him. 
Right. You know what I mean? So that's And it gives exciting. that Star Wars feel of having one of the main characters be a new actor, but not actually a new actor. Right. Yeah, right, know? exactly. That's a classic Star Wars move. So it's a good good cast, I think. Um He's young. I think he could be. He's probably. You know. I trust that they made a good decision because they, if they screw up solo, people are going to be so mad. Right. That that is the one that I'm I'm super worried about. I was a little worried about Rogue One, but not not too much. Solo is the one that I'm really worried about. I am like too. The expectations are high. We've talked about it before. I think Han like Harrison Ford's my favorite actor. Um. And I think Han Solo is my favorite character in Star Wars. And it's just like, it's so, it's going to be so hard to live up to that. You know what I mean? Whereas like in, in Indiana Jones, if you recast like Chris Pratt as Indiana Jones, people are going to be like, oh, it's just Indiana Jones. Like he's an American hero. Right. Like, we're, like that's okay. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the recasting won't be as hard. But with this one, it's going to be like, if he does not do everything right. If he does not get like the the way Han moves his face right, or the way he you know it, it, the way he relaxes and moves and you know it's just not going to do well. Right. Um, it's, it's it's very true. I didn't really think about that, but for some reason there would be more leeway with Indiana Jones than with Han Solo. Yeah, I just think it's like well, I mean, like Han's such a beloved character, and mm-hmm. Indiana is too, but just in different ways. Right. You know right. what I mean? Especially like if you get the cast for Indiana right, like. A young Indiana or a reboot of the series, I think people would take two. Because then we can get four out of the way. My big worry with it is that they're going to Disney it too much. I mean, they already did before Disney even bought it. I mean, George Lucas took it you know, and changed it to where Han didn't shoot first. Yeah. And then you see later on in episode four when they bust into the uh, control room in the prison there... Han shoots this dude right in the chest, and in the original, you can see the shot hit the guy in the yeah. chest and create a wound, and the dude goes down, and then they, they took that out. Yeah. They went in and just made it flash by real quick, and you don't actually see, like, the shot hit and wound the guy. I, uh, I'm not, I, I don't think, I don't think Disney will do that. Here's my thing, is that Rogue One, did you, you saw Rogue One? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not worried that Disney is going to make things too like PG because the way they did Rogue One, it was violent. Rogue One was really good because of that. I felt like it was the Battlefront Star Wars movie. Yeah, it definitely was. It was like in the action, and we like everyone died. Like we witnessed people yeah. die. You know what I mean? Which might and, be why I loved it. I'm a little well, sick like, like that. It, I love endings where the main characters die. I just love sad endings. Or, like, endings where the bad guys win. That's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's different. And I think that was, like, Disney being like, we are going to ground this series. We're going to bring this back to Earth. Because, like, Star Wars is exciting and it's happy and it's fun. But at the same time, if we don't keep things... It is a war film. Exactly. (laughs) Like, if if you don't feel like your characters can die, we're not going to get excited. Right. How, How do I, like, get to the edge of my seat during an action scene... If I know all the heroes are going to survive, it's kind of like the uh, Family Guy episode where they uh, are going through the asteroid field where they're making fun of Star Wars. Yeah. And Leia's freaking out, and Peter, playing Han Solo, says, Listen, we got like three or four of the main characters in the <laughs> ship. We're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the way it is with a, with a lot of movies. The, the main characters get into these situations, but I'm like, no, nah, they're not going to kill this guy off. And that's why I love Game of Thrones, because you don't know that ever. Yeah. And as soon as you do think you know that, that person will die. 
And I just think that, you know, Disney has, has done so good so far about not being afraid to do some crazy stuff with their characters. We all know Han was going to die, but the way he did die in Episode 7 was so touching and so, like, raw right. that it worked, you know what I mean? Um, I think we're probably going to see Finn die in Episode 8, maybe, or Episode 9. Um, and I definitely almost feel like we're going to see at least one more main character die. Leia's got to die. I was going to say, she's dying. See, this is why I hate previews. I like to watch a preview I didn't want, I haven't, when I haven't they seen first it. come I haven't out. Seen it. Oh, I won't, I I won't say it, it then. <laughs> but they give something away, and I, I've i been good about staying away from the trailer, but working here at the movie theaters, there's one playing behind the concession stand like every five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I saw something that was just like, how? why would you put that in the trailer? You just showed me... Everything that's gonna happen, oh, just, something huge. You just showed like almost the whole sequence, except for it actually happening. But I know it will now. Here's the thing: is that she has to die because she can't be in it anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, and I think if like if they do it well, then I don't have an issue with it. I love Carrie Fisher, and I was super sad to see her pass away. Um, and I think if this is her last Star Wars movie, then it should be like a good hurrah. Right. Like a, a hero's death, and I'm sure it will be. You know, she's deserved. She deserves that. All right. So, moving on, um, kind of into more of Episode Five territory. Um, yes. What Empire? Comparing, comparing the swordplay, and the the original trilogy, to the prequels and even Episode Seven. <laughs> it's like it's it goes from like real difficult sword fighting. You know, like based on actual. To, like, dancing. Right. You know what I mean? And it's I think, so choreographed. Right, exactly. And I, I love some of that. Like, you know, Anakin versus Obi-Wan in Episode 3 is amazing. Or, you know, um, Obi-Wan and Darth Maul and Qui-Gon Jinn. Fantastic. But some of the fights, you know, we've got uh, General Grievous yeah. versus Obi-Wan, where I was just like, why are they, why? Like, why, why is this happening like this? And it just feels a little bit out of place, especially when you look at the prequels, where it was just like, it was almost like the the, the, the lightsaber duels were uh, written into it. You know, right. Does that make sense? Like, Absolutely. We, we've yeah. got like this heavy dialogue in between the lightsaber duels, and it feels like the lightsaber, they were like, we need to make this more action. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So here's the lightsabers. Um, I don't know. So what do, what do you think about... I did not like the lightsaber fighting in the prequels as much as the original trilogy. My big issue is with the Anakin Obi Wan lightsaber fight. Really? There were so many mistakes in it. They went so far into the action, and it just looked so choreographed. That, and especially since like I do sword play, right? And I'm just like bullshit, yeah. <laughs> bullshit. Lots of this is just extra too that like makes no sense. Like when they're swinging on the wires and clashing their yeah. lightsabers as they go by, I'm like, wait. One of these guys really wanted to kill one of the other ones. Why don't you do a lightsaber throw and cut the yeah. damn cord? <laughs> and yeah. they'll just fall into the lava from here. That's it. The yeah. match over. And then if you watch closely, if you pause, like when they're linked up in that room, like on the table, and like they got the lightsaber and they're both holding on to it, like pushing it, it switches to lightsabers in between the cuts. Yeah. No. Watch that that scene again closely. They switch lightsabers just randomly just during the cut. 
that sucks. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, because wow. there's so much going on. I understand it would be hard to catch little things like that. But it's like, guys, calm down. You, Let's you... focus on the actual story and not just making this badass lava fight scene you that goes on that... for like 20 minutes. You destroyed that battle, that duel for me because I loved that. Duel. Uh, yeah, I'm like, sorry. That's, that's one of my because I love episode three. It's the best of the prequels because um, it, it feels like. The, the I think the writing in episode fe- 3 feels like a Star Wars movie but like the action doesn't you know what I mean like most of the most of the action I'm just like it's just episode 2 again yeah <laughs> you know what I mean I did love the opening sequence though that I think is the most badass Star Wars opening of oh all yeah time, where they're both flying yeah. they come in and you get like the Look. first huge space battle you've seen from I believe from the from the prequels mm. all right yeah and um, you can definitely tell who's who very easily. Yeah. And you also get the sense of, you know, when, when Alec Guinness says, like, your father was the greatest fighter pilot in, yeah, you feel in the it. Republic. You see it right yeah. there as he's, like, saving him from the buzz droids by hitting the wing down and, yeah. and uh, taking some of them out there. And you get the camaraderie between them. You also get to see the good side of Anakin as he wants to split off from the mission and go save these uh, clone pilots yeah, right. and obi-wan has to be the one that's super strict on the jedi code like no we have a mission that the right, the right. jedi council gave us we have to stick to our mission and uh obi-wan i i, I want to go back through the reason i want to rewatch the prequels is just to watch how much obi-wan messed up i think the whole thing is his fault all of it i don't think so i think uh i think a big driver in star wars is fate and I think regardless of what happened, Anakin was going to become Darth Vader. Well, think about it like this. Only a Sith deals in absolute. That's an absolute. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, like, that's, there, there's that's so just many... one, like, example. And there, so but... I just watched a, a little documentary thing is where this is coming from, talking about basically how, like, the bad guy in the prequels, in a way, is the Jedi Code. Yeah. No, definitely. I agree. I think if you look at the Jedi... Like, the, the the Jedi and the Sith are kind of like the Republicans and the Democrats of real world. Right. They're like the same, like two two different sides of the same coin. Yeah. I mean, they they both are like the Jedi are. They deal in absolutes. You know what I mean? And they like you know they aren't willing to help people that break their code. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is just as bad as the Sith, who are out hurting people like deliberately or you know. Um, you know, like creating a strict order, you know, like a dystopia type deal. See, but who's more strict? Because the Jedi don't allow you to learn anything about the Sith. They cut you off from that. You're not allowed to learn about them. Oh yeah, right. But I, I mean, so like, they if we're talking, censor, well, the Sith does not. But I, I'm talking like if we're talking like what the Jedi brings to the yeah exactly like the yeah. The, you, the galaxy right exactly. Um, they're equally, they're, they're one side's just as bad as the other, you know? Yeah, and that's the uh, interesting, you know, another thing I love about Game of Thrones is they talk about how, like, there is no good guy or bad guy. Everyone has some good and some bad in them. They all got their own motivations. And it's the same way in Star Wars. We're just constantly seeing it from the Jedi side. And I think, um, what I like about Luke so much is that he's kind of not, he's not really a real Jedi, at least in the at least in four, five, and six, and seven, I guess we don't really. Know. As Gary said, um, poor guy only got like thirty seconds of screen time. Um, seven, but you know he's not really a real Jedi because he's like 
he's just trying to end the Empire. That's all he knows. Mm. You know what I mean? He knows the Empire's evil. And I don't think that he wants to establish a strict Jedi code. I hope not, because that's what created all this mm. nonsense. They have a strict well, Jedi code of not feeling any emotions, and then they bring this kid in, who, even though they did try and fight it, but end up allowing Obi-Wan to train him, and the whole time they're just like, no, stop feeling that. And it's like, he can't just stop feeling what he's feeling. Now yeah. all these other Jedi have been raised since they can remember learning how to filter that. Right. But no, he came into this already having loved people. And here's another thing. I would argue that Obi-Wan... Like, Obi-Wan's one of the best characters in the series. Oh, yeah. Um, Love Obi-Wan. And I think that uh, when it comes to the Jedi Code, at least in the movies, nobody else tells you more than him. And I think old Obi-Wan, old Ben, is more lenient, almost. Is what? More lenient on the Code. Um, yeah. I think maybe because <clears throat> the writing in episode one, two, and three hadn't happened yet. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but you know, like he's like more, much more like, you know, like I think there's actually a quote where he tells Luke to feel it in the Force. To what? You know, to feel the Force, you know, yeah. and feel all of the living creatures, right. which seems right. like kind of a step away from what we hear in episode one, two, and three, where it's kind of like the Force when you have to block out everything to feel the Force. Yeah, well, it's uh. It's like emotions, like strict, emo like heavy emotions, right. like, you know, fear and anger. Even and, happiness. And love, and yeah, and yeah. happiness. Like, uh, you know, it's interesting to watch it, episode one. See, I love episode one mm -hmm. because of Qui-Gon Jinn. Mm -hmm. To me, he's my favorite Jedi. Mm -hmm. And it's because I don't know if anyone embodies, like, what a Jedi should be more than Qui-Gon Jinn. He's yeah. very stoic. He follows the code. When it should be followed, but he also knows that not everything is definite, you know? Right. Only a right. Sith deals in absolutes. He knows that everything is not absolute. There mm -hmm. are times when these rules need to be bent. He found the chosen one. Yes, the code says he's too old, but he's the chosen one and there needs to be an exception. Can you imagine where we would be with Star Wars if Qui-Gon Jinn had, uh... Had ignored Anakin? Well, had survived. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And taught Anakin. Man, it would have been... I love... <sighs> but like you said, fate was going to yeah. come in, and, and that's probably how Darth Maul beat him. You know, if it wasn't for that, who knows? If fate just look, took their hands off it, maybe Qui-Gon would have uh, beat him. Yeah, I would love to see... I love Qui-Gon Jinn. I love... Uh, I forget his name who plays him. Um, Liam Neeson. Liam, I love Liam Neeson. He's freaking a great actor, especially for, like, action... And, and, you know, isn't it funny that it's the Jedi who's constantly going against the Jedi code that figures out how to come back as a ghost and talk to other Jedis? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which Yoda says in the third one, it's your old master that taught me how this works. Right. He, he, I've been talking to him. He's been yeah. coming back to me. That's Qui-Gon. Of course yeah. it's Qui-Gon, which is one of the most important parts of the story is, I like, actually... the ghost being able to come back and, and talk to him and... Quagon's the one that figured that out. I actually remember reading an interview where they offered Liam Neeson like, to come back and be a ghost in the film. Like, mm -hmm. actually show that physically. But Liam Neeson said no. I like it better that way. I do, too. I'm glad he didn't. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think it would have been a little cheesy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, I can picture it myself. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it's it's almost better when it's a voice. Yeah. Like, versus a physical. Like, if they... Like, maybe if they had, like... I don't know. I liked the, the way they did it. I yeah. thought that I thought that was well done. Um, but yeah. Um, so we've got like you know we man. 
See, look, we have jumped all over the place. I knew it was going to happen this game. <laughs> I know. I know, and it's already been 50 minutes. It's, it's just, Star Wars is... It's one of the best parts about it, though. It's just so vast. We'll have to do a two-parter. Yeah, I'm fine with that. We got little BB-8 over there. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. Yeah, yeah, our little... Little stuffed BB-8 here in the office with us. I love BB-8. Did you know she's a girl? I did not. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, uh... Um, droids have a gender? Yeah. Well, I guess we know R2's a boy then. Yeah, R2 is a boy. BB-8's a girl. He's got his little member. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think of a... Uh, I love that scene in Episode 7 where I think it was Finn said something to BB-8 <laughs> and the thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> just so well done. They do... Episode 7's great. Uh, they do droids right. I don't know what oh, it yeah. is. They always oh, have, ever since Episode thir uh, 4. The, first, the beginning. The droids are always one of the best parts. I uh, I have to say that... I know we've, we've talked about it a lot. Um, I think that Star Wars has the most iconic villain in a movie of all time. Oh, yeah. yeah I, um, and it probably is the, the most, most iconic hero. Yeah. Yeah, well... The hero is a little tougher, but yeah, definitely villain. I can say, but maybe the best villain of all time. I mean, like, when you think of a bad guy, my first thought is Darth Vader. Right, if you're to, you know that thing you did in elementary school where kids come and they start hitting you in the head and be like, name five cereals, name five cereals. Yeah, yeah. If you came over and did that to me, it was like, name five villains, name five villains. I'd be like, oh, Darth Vader, I got that one. <laughs> right. And let's see, where do I go from here? You know? Right, yeah, exactly, right. Yeah. Agent Smith. That was actually my the well, first one I thought of Sauron. after that too. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you guys throw Voldemort on there. Of course, yeah. I would actually probably put Jigsaw. Oh, that, Jigsaw. Yeah. First, just because it's like a, you know, I was like, I don't know, pulled out of my head. But yeah, yeah someone like, smacking your head, you just gotta spit them out quick. Yeah, I don't. I see. I mean, I probably said Voldemort, but here's a little cinema sin of my own. I've never seen any of the Harry Potter movies. What? I've seen the first. I guess I've seen the first one. What? I know. I didn't like the first one. Because yeah, I, I watched it recently when I turned... I, I was 18 when I first watched it. And See, I just, that was, was that's like, part oh. of your problem. The cool part about Harry Potter... like I think about this all the time, like, kind of like how Star Wars is ageless. Mm -hmm. Harry Potter... I don't know if Harry Potter is going to be ageless. Because when I watch it, I love Harry Potter. And I, I every time... I watch it every year. I watch the whole series just like I do with Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just so much nostalgia... Because I remember how cool it was growing up with Harry Potter. Yeah. I was the same age, give or take one year, when the first one came out. So mm -hmm. as they came out, I was going like on the adventure with, with him. him. Yeah. yeah. And as he grew up and got a little older, so did I. And we were like maturing together. It's almost like one of my school friends. And no one else is gonna get that. You know, they're just they're all out. Yeah. Well, it's just you're right. I think I think the big thing about Harry Potter, um, Harry Potter, is growing up with it because that's why I hear from everyone, and I just didn't have that experience. Yeah, because they they change. Like the first one is very happy, family oriented yeah. kind of film, and and then by the time you get to the last few, it's heavy. they're dark. Yeah, I've been they're told. way darker. And my biggest issue is like starting from the beginning. I don't. I hate child. Well, that sounded bad. Um, I hate, hate children. children. This guy hates kids. Um, I I hate child actors. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't like seeing them. I think there's not a good child actor. <laughs> <laughs> like there's they don't exist. 
Um, I don't know. Get him. What's his name? Daniel uh, Radcliffe. 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 Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. yeah. I always get him and what's the Night Sweats guy? Nathaniel Radcliffe. Nathaniel. That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I always seem to to flip them. Yeah. But yeah, no, he uh, he does a pretty good job. It's kind of like Luke, where they pick this kid, you know, and he was he's not that great in the first one. But since he's in it with them every year, they mold him to where by the end he's a great actor. Oh yeah, he's got I love great da- stories. I love Dan Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. Everything I've seen him in, I've loved him in. It's just that like, it's hard for me to get past Hermione's and uh, Ron. Like I don't think they're that great, and I think their acting is very. It feels like they're not paying attention to the fact that they're acting very much. You know what mm. I mean? But yeah, it's just me. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna get crapped on for saying that about Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> People Emma gonna Watson's be... going to come get you. Oh, my gosh. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, shoot. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to do another another Star Wars. Well, we wanted to do we wanted to talk about Star Wars before Episode Eight came out, because we're definitely going to be doing that. Absolutely, and I am so excited for it. Um, but I don't know when we're going to do Star Wars like Part 2 of this podcast. I don't know if we're doing it. It will probably be when we... Yeah, Go probably. Over eight. Yeah. Because, and be prepared for that one. So I imagine that one's probably going to be like an hour and a half It'll podcast. Be two so that'll hours. be like a special edition. It'll probably be a two hour podcast. Let's we'll, be honest. We will talk about that movie quite a bit. But once again, you can. The great thing about this movie is how connected they or this series is how connected they all are. Mm. You cannot sit down and just talk about one and not start bleeding into all the others. And especially now that, like, these movies are being made by fans of the original, mm-hmm. so like when you look at seven, when you look at seven, there are callbacks to four, five, and six, and I'm sure now that we're going to be look, watching eight, there's going to be callbacks to four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're going to see things. We're going to be like, oh, they did that because in four this happened, or mm-hmm. like, oh, this happened in five, and that makes sense to this. So, you know, that's of course that's going to happen. That's going to happen so much, and you guys be prepared for that podcast because <laughs> I imagine the first half is going to be like we have to try and review this, and the second half is going to be like remember that in the first one <laughs> but i liked it better how they did it in the fourth one <laughs> right exactly so be prepared for that um they had to chop off the hand just like five didn't they <laughs> yeah it will certainly bounce all around oh i'm sure but I'm that sure. will be let's see here star wars is coming out the 14th correct the 13th the 13th yeah okay and it's what the, the fifth fifth that's eight days Eight days, dang. Were we still going to do The Disaster Artist? I want to do The Disaster Artist. Or are we going to have to... Time is limited. We can. What day is The Disaster Artist? I would love to I've been looking forward to it. It's coming out a bad time because Star Wars is coming out. Right. And it's going to... I think it's going to be a bust. But I think it's going to be... I think Star Wars is going to be a bust? Disaster Artist. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be fantastic. I think so. Have you seen the room? You have seen the room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love to hate the room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then freaking James Franco as Tommy Wiseau. And he looks spot on. And sounds. It's almost scary. Like, I wonder if he has trouble getting out of character. He's he's so in character with it. You know, I love all the movies they do together because they're just stupid. But I genuinely love James Franco. Mm -hmm. I think he's a great actor, and I wish he would do something real once in a while you know what i mean I feel like this might be a little bit real i feel like it's gonna be one of those it's like it is goofy and weird and great. i mean it's based off of one of the worst movies ever no but um but at the same time i feel like it's going to be kind of real because this is a true story 
Now they're yeah. not gonna follow it to the T, of course. Right. Be a lot of uh, artistic licensing. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. But it is still grounded in reality. And I was talking to Cody, mm. who's a friend of ours who we uh, try to make movies with. And try. He's, he, yeah, try, exactly. <laughs> and when they were talking to, to Franco about it, I forget what they said, something about like something bad about Tommy. And he was like, hey, you know, like, yeah, the movie was terrible. Mm-hmm. But he went out there and he did it. Like, he created this story. He wanted to get it done. He went out there and he got it done. How many, and people saw it and people are still talking about it. How many people do you know talk about making a movie or try to make a movie and it never happens? And I was like, oh, he's talking to me. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. That's me. Yeah, I right. get that. It's like, damn, did you say Tommy Wiseau is better than Leo? <laughs> yeah, it's jumping into like, you know, amateur filmmaker stuff. Um, it's rough when you have to work and you're in college and you don't have money <laughs> to and make a film. You live in the small Ohio towns. Yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly, and it's just like there's only Small so much you can towns. write, and to be honest, like it's something I, I want to do this for the rest of my life. I want to work in film for the rest of my life, Absolutely. and like I, you know, like I'm gonna be real. Like I have fits where I just get depressed thinking about not being able to do it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Where I'll just be like, I don't know if we can like actually do this, but it's something you know, like you got to try. And I, uh, I, I respect Tommy Wiseau for getting out there right you know like right. that's once i that's thought about crazy it like that thing. i'm like you know that that's not bad he's man. made millions on it right you know what i mean right. like i'm sure he's made People way know more his name money now because of this movie yeah so. there's shirts with his face on <laughs> exactly yeah right exactly i did not hit her i did not it is bullshit <laughs> oh hi mark oh hi mark <laughs> hi doggy <laughs> <laughs> did you know that he does that because he didn't know if the dog was real no, that was not written I did not in. Know that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But <laughs> oh. he he did it. He got it out there. And and I know what you mean about that depression thing because studying for this, I, I heard that uh, Mark Hamill was 25, I believe, when he got cast for it. And I'm like, damn! I turned 26 this month. Hey, that's okay. Harrison like, Harrison Ford was 30 some. Was he really? Yeah, I believe so. I did not know that when Star Wars was. Was released. The, the time to play the youthful leads is vanishing. It's just a matter. Of, we gotta get our names out there. That's all it is, and we gotta film something. Yeah. I I want to write this thing while I'm at this house watching it because it's a huge ass house. We get now, ghost do we have a blog with with our podcast? We do. Do we have um, any way for people to comment for us? Yeah, um, we do, and I actually will probably link that. It is. The Film Effect Podcast dot blogspot dot com. Awesome. Um, you can leave comments. You can subscribe to um, see whenever we post updates. Um, the the podcast will actually be going up on there, as will a link to our YouTube channel where we will be posting skits when we get a chance to make them. Um, so you should leave comments if you're interested in being in some short films or sketches, because we are. A- going to start filming them hopefully very soon also if you have any roles you want filled or you need help working on it on your short film right um we definitely would love to be a part of that absolutely um we both act we both know a little bit of behind the scenes stuff i know how to work lights cameras all that i'm sure jake jacob's a quick learner 
and anything you give him, you know, anything you put in his hands, he'll learn. Right. Um, and we want to be a part of it, so just let us know. Um, we are in Ohio. We can probably do anything in northern Kentucky. Oh, yeah, um, anything very close to close to Kentucky. Indiana, you know. Um, but, you know, do all that. That's the Film Effect podcast.blogspot.com. Um, please subscribe, you know. Listen to our podcast. You'll love us. Um, watch our videos when they come out. You'll love us. Download. Don't have to listen. Please download. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> um, man. All that being said, I give Star Wars A New Hope an A+. Plus. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, um, I, I give Star Wars at everything. Overall, the prequels, you know, Episode 7, Rogue One, everything an A+. Plus. Oh, yeah. Just it's, it's impossible not to, you know. I've seen. I could review the crap out of one and tell you it's the worst thing I've ever seen, but I still watch it, and yeah, I will watch yeah. it every time I watch Star Wars. Right. Yeah. If I had to rank it, oh man, I'd give it the ninety nine. Yeah. The very very few get the ninety nine, but seeing as how A New Hope is the first that kicked off my favorite series and rewatchability is a big thing for me. And I've watched it like four times this week preparing for this thing. Yeah. And I'm not tired of it at all. I can go and watch watch it again tonight. I've probably seen it a hundred times in my life. Oh, probably yeah. more. And I would not be upset if I saw it a hundred more. Yeah. And I hope I do. Yeah, me too. You know, we're going to have to screen it. We're going to have to watch it together because we've never seen it together. We're going to have to bring it in on Blu-ray and watch it in one of these theaters. Oh, do you have it on Blu-ray? I do. Well, then. I have all what are you doing Blu-ray. tomorrow? I am doing finals tomorrow. Well, okay, never mind. And then working here. Okay. And then doing more finals. <laughs> gotcha. When, okay. Yeah, well, this, this week is, is rough up until... College hell. The 7th, yeah. Until after the 7th. So Friday's my... I'll be screaming freedom and Edna. See, disaster artist. You're seeing it on Friday? Mm-hmm. What time? I don't know. I don't know. Cody is uh, getting our tickets for us, I think, and we're just paying him back. It was all going. Right now, it's just us four. You didn't. You're yell. definitely welcome to come along, dude. If he can wait till next Wednesday for me to pay him back, then I. Oh, sure. I'll cover go. you if that's the case. Okay. You just pay be... me back. That'd probably be easier. Yeah. Okay. Then I would love to go. Awesome. And then we could do a podcast yeah. on disaster artist. Awesome. We can do it. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So we could do it uh, that next Sunday, and still have time to prepare for the next Star Wars. Coming out on the thirteenth. Oh yeah, because the ninth is the Sunday, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, or the tenth is the a Sunday, yeah, and then because we're gonna do we'll our podcast right after we see Star Wars, right? Was that the plan? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Okay, awesome. Um, especially if we, well, late or early, we can do it and then come right down here and do the podcast immediately afterwards if we want. Yeah. Wow, that'll be a charged podcast. It, yeah, because we're gonna be so pumped. It'll either be like woo or <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I can't believe. No, it'll def- I think it's gonna be a woo. I think There's so no, too. There's no, it's not a woo. Yes. Um, be ready for the disaster artist, but most importantly, be ready for Star Wars Episode Eight. I think it's going to be probably the movie of the year for me. I'm such a big Star it's Wars. It's going to be hard to like. So yeah. long as they do it well, I don't know how it, it won't be. I want Baby Driver to be because I love it so much. But it's Star Wars, right? You know what I mean, and then Blade Runner was really good too. But yeah. once again. It's Star Wars. It's Star Wars. As long as they do it right, I don't know if it can be beat. Good year for movies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it has been. That being said, I am Dan Taylor. And I'm Jacob Ice. And you have been watching the Film Effect Podcast. We'll see you next time.